Thanks for joining us this week, and welcome to Mutuality Matters, a weekly podcast hosted by CBE International, where our mission is to promote the biblical message that God calls women and men of all cultures, races, and classes to share authority equally in service and leadership in the home, church, and world. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. You are listening to CBE's podcast, Mutuality Matters, the global impact of egalitarian theology on human flourishing. We are delighted, delighted to have our friend and guest, Fred Sabagala from Uganda. He is president and founder of She Learns, which partners with CBE, working with Girl Child Empowerment. Welcome, Fred. Thank you, Mimi. I'm glad to be here today, and I believe it's going to be a wonderful day and a wonderful moment. It's really nice to be here today. Amen. Fred, I am so happy to meet you. And uh, the audience is probably a lot like me, where they have heard about She Learns, but they don't know very much about it, except that CBE um, helps support the work that you're doing in Uganda. So I wondered if you could describe for our audience what She Learns does. She Learns is a Christian organization which does not distinguish between uh, culture, religion, or any background. Our main aim is to see how we can improve a girl child life in that we can speak out, reach out in a way that we can empower them so that they can have equal rights, equal share with the boys and with the men who are around them. Many at times we have realized that basically in our African setting, men and boys are given priority in that girls are left out when it comes to education, when it comes to having every good thing that has to go to them. They are looked at as something that is not so serious, so to say. So that, uh, basically, Shilans wants to reach out so that the political rights that belong to boys can also be granted to the girls. The justice that belongs to boys so that it can also be taken to girls. Whatever that looks to be an alien when you speak about a girl child, our desire is to see that we eliminate that. And as Shilans, we want a, a, a life where there is a gender equality in that everything that a boy can do, a girl can do, so that we can all move together. So basically looking at everything, that's the reason as to why she lands and that's what it stands for. Oh, Fred, we are just grateful beyond words for your vision and all of the effort you put into such a worthy project. Can you audience in on some examples of the challenges that girls and boys face as well as men and women? When you look at the many, the, the violence that is going on in homes, which has left very many girls victims of sexual violence. So the reason is why we look at everything that is around us and we analyze all these challenges. I realize the violence, the sexual harassment, the, the, the human trafficking that is happening, because right now here in Uganda, very many people are being taken outside, especially in Arab world. And 
many have their parts, internal parts sold off. So there are very many challenges that going on, that are going on. And even when it comes to poverty, it is really too much. Oh my goodness. What so it sounds like, yeah. So it sounds like girls are um, the ones who are have less education, are um, experiencing more abuse, and um, are being targeted for sex trafficking and just human trafficking, even um, as you said to the Arab world. So she learns is looking at all of those challenges. Is that right? Yeah, we look at all of those challenges and we go into schools. We go sometimes to churches so that we can create the awareness so that we can tell them, hey, there is still hope, there is still opportunity. If you can stand, you are not supposed to be sold out to be a slave. Mm -hmm. So yeah. are you speaking mostly to girls when you go to churches mm -hmm. and schools? Or are you speaking to the whole uh, congregation or group of people that are there to kind of change the whole community's idea of the value of girls? Um, we have several programs that CB has been funding. Okay. We have uh, we have something that we call the Better Together. Better Together, we look at how boys and girls can work together in harmony. So there we have both the boys and girls in that we speak to both of them in that instance. And then uh, we have where we say it's called know your worth and who am I? So here we target the girl child so that they can know their worth, they can know their value and their lives can be transformed. So we have different programs that CBE is funding so we target a given group, and then there is one that connects all of them. Mm, amazing. Uh, tell us, Fred, how you think God works in these trainings that you do. What are some of the more profound moments of change that you have seen? I've realized that very many girls are coming out and they have discovered who they are in Christ. Because when you read the Bible in the book of Galatians 2, it says that there is neither male nor female. There is neither Gentile or Jew, but we're all one in Christ. So mm -hmm. very many are coming out to realize their true worth in Christ. And I realized that when you go to the book of Genesis, 1, I'm sorry, I was no. just thinking, oh, you just quoted Galatians 3.28. It's so beautiful. Okay, but now you're taking us to Genesis. So I'm ready. <laughs> yes. uh, Genesis 1.27, the Bible says he created them male and female. Mm. Uh, and he blessed them. So when God was blessing, he didn't say that I'm only blessing the male. But he created them both male and female, and he blessed them. So mm -hmm. God is God in the beginning when he was creating, he created man in his own image. So he did this say that, and now the male, I'm giving you this, and now the female, I'm, you're less of this, so you cannot do this. So we have realized that as Shilans, the more we speak to them, some have realized the truth about who they are. And they are coming out to speak. Uh, we have girls who 
stand out and they speak for their rights. So I'm realizing that the results are coming out. There is one girl that I met around four years ago and her dream is to become a neurosurgeon. Mm. So she said that ever since then, actually she has just finished her, her O-level and she got 15 points, which is a super fast grade. Mm. And her dream is still moving on ever since we met four years ago mm. because she discovered her value. She knows who she is. And mm. she realized that when God was creating her, she was not created less a human being, mm. but she has everything and she's complete in Christ. Beautiful. And so true. And so well stated and yet poorly understood around the world. It really is powerful that when they just understand from scripture how God created them, how everything changes. They can start to dream and um, realize they have worth and they can do all kinds of things. So Fred, returning to some questions we have for you, were there pivotal events or moments in your life, personally or professionally, that shaped your view of girls and women and the power God has given them? Uh, Personally, I didn't learn about poverty in school. I learned about poverty in the life that I grew up from with my mom. She was a single lady who was not educated. And her being not educated was really very much hard on us. And actually, when, uh, when you hear the word she learns, it, I pick it from that. She learned because one time I was walking and I asked myself, I wish I wish she had learned. She would have been a she would have given us a better life. I wish she had learned, we would have been in a better life. So actually, that gave me the starting point of saying, I don't want to see other girls going in the same direction like that my mom went to, because she was not educated, but she was able to put us in school. So once I built on that history that I had in my own life and all the pain that she went through, us staying in this one room, all of us, and she's a single mother, I decided that I'm going to reach out, speak out to as many girls that I can. That's why, yes, I've not reached to the level as she learns to pay school fees for some girls, but it is my desire to see as many, as many girls, as many women to come out so that they can also help some other woman. Mm. So the reason as to why I'm doing whatever that I'm doing, it's because there is a lady in the background who sacrificed everything for us as Fred. So I stand out to go and speak out so that others can never take the same path so that some others can get an education and they can live a better life. Oh, I love I, that. Kim, don't you want to meet Fred's mom? <laughs> I do. She <laughs> sounds amazing because it is so hard to not, yeah, anywhere in the world, to not have an education and to be a single mom and to successfully get your kids through school. I mean, what a hero she is that she did that. Right. And I also really appreciate 
your reflection on the fact that if my mother, if this woman had had an education, how transformative it would have been, not only for her, but for our whole family. And if it transforms our whole family, it transforms the whole community. And because of that, you thought, okay, I need to help girls get an education. I just love that you made all of those connections. It's so powerful. It's straight from the Lord, and I honor it, Fred. I honor it. So my next question makes me wonder if you if you already answered it, but but you can build on it. So I want to know who has most informed your outlook on the equality and value of women in society and religion and why, what, what happened? Uh, when I see the clear outlook, I would say that first of all, the foundation is from my mom. Mm-hmm. And then uh, secondly, I would say that when I realized that uh, Jesus, Jesus worked with women, there are women who founded Jesus's ministry. And there are women, actually the first preacher to announce the resurrection of our Lord Amen. Was, was a woman. Mm-hmm. So there is no way you can exclude a woman in between. So my entire outlook was changed first when I was growing up as a boy. I, I, I saw whatever that my mom went through. And then when I got to know more about the Lord Jesus, I realized he he was not discriminative. Mm-hmm. He was known, he didn't have any gender bias, <laughs> like how some people are, but he called up everyone, he worked together with everyone so that everybody can be lifted. And the Bible says uh, we, we are all one in him. So that gives me a complete U-turn in whatever thing that I see when I, when someone calls me on the platform to talk about equality. It's beautiful. CBE International presents women in scripture and mission. In the mid-1800s, Paulina Dlamini was known as the apostle of northern Zululand, South Africa. As a teenager, she saw a vision of a woman glowing in white who told her to claim the Bible and rebuild her Zulu people. She obeyed and gained Zulu respect when she challenged an abusive colonizer, who then became a Christian. A powerful evangelist, Paulina established many congregations. Learn more at ministrywomen.org. Yeah, and Fred, you know, you have such a grasp of the biblical foundations for human equality, male or female. And I know that you teach this in the workshops and trainings that you do. And you mentioned that the young girl who got 15 points, high, high score on her O form. And I'm wondering, do you have, do you see other profound changes? Can you cite a few of those specifically? And then again, later, more broadly in your culture, in the groups you work with? Yes, I've realized many are changing. The way they they approach women. I have a personal friend. The way he was treating the wife was different until when we started doing this work, because we studied a little bit about gender-based violence. Uh, our eyes were opened up and we have realized that our entire outlook, whatever thing that we do 
the way we treat, the way I treat my wife is completely different because, and I see very many have come up to speak on behalf of what is right, to speak on behalf of what is going on. Uh, we, we, there is a Muslim lady that we met and the way she looks at everything, it is now completely different. Because when you look at the, the Muslim religion, women are not counted. Actually, according to the many that I've had, they call them that women are a curse. Hmm. Yet Christ Jesus became the curse for us. So no one is meant to be a curse. But this woman has a different perspective in the way she looks at everything. Hmm. So after encountering you and your teaching, that's beautiful. Yeah. So on a broader scale, are you seeing any um, changes uh, in Christian organizations or the culture around you that is becoming more understanding of the equality of women and girls? Uh, yes. Many are changing, though some are rigid because of the culture setup. Because they're like where in the region where I grew up from, it's called Buganda. So now in Buganda, a woman is less, she's not supposed to speak when a man is talking. The woman is just meant to kneel down when greeting, when giving up something to, to, to the husband. Mm-hmm. But I'm realizing that those that we are talking to, they are changing because we we don't only focus on the young girls, but sometimes there is one village where we went to, we, we were expecting to talk to young girls and we found a room packed with elderly women. Oh. <laughs> somewhere above, somewhere above 38, 40, somewhere good enough to be our grandparents. <laughs> so, and it was in a distance we had traveled, so we couldn't say that this is not the group that we are expecting. Mm-hmm. So we had to talk to them. We had to talk to them about from issues ranging from marriage, how to sustain a home, how to build up a Christian home. And I like after that meeting, the pastor was like, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I believe the message has stuck into their heart and they will change because the Bible says that the word of God is a seed. So mm-hmm. you continue speaking, you continue speaking, and you want a, you water the seed, and transformation is a reality. Oh, beautiful. So, Fred, what are your long-term hopes for the boys and girls in your community, the men and women? What vision do you have for this community that you serve? Um, I have a dream to build something that I call a Sheeland Center, uh, which is going to be a place of empowerment, a place of transformation, a place where people can come and they can be skilled, they can be talked to, they ha- so that they can get the biblical view of treating women and each other with care, each other in harmony, in that there is respect in between. Because 
when I look at the young people, both boys and girls, and you train them up, this is the next generation. So we are impacting the young generation and mm -hmm. we are targeting a form of transformation in the near future. Because once someone gets to understand that, hey, we all equal before God. So she's not less, I'm not less. So that means we are building up a future generation that is going to work together for a life transformation. And we build up a platform for a gender, a biblical gender equality platform where everybody can come and they say, hey, we can work together. We can work in harmony, whether you're male, whether you're female, we're all one in Christ. And, and as that vision unfolds in your community, what do you think the long-term impact will, will be? I'm seeing churches which are opening up more to women. I'm seeing up communities that are no longer despising women. I'm seeing schools where girls are given priority to education. I'm seeing homes that are working, that a woman and man are living together in harmony. Mm -hmm. Those are the long goals that I'm seeing mm. where if I have this girl and this boy and they're not about this one is the strongest, this one is the biggest, but they're living together in harmony. I'm seeing a future where we are all walking side by side, mm -hmm. the husband and the, and the wife, they're walking side by side because mm -hmm. they are all one. They're all co-heirs and they're all co-victors in Christ Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. Um, I, I went to your website, She Learns, and I was able to hear a little bit about your dream for this center and some of the specifics of your work. And it, it's so good. I, I would recommend our listeners to go look at the She Learns website um, to get a better idea of some of the specifics that Fred is involved in. But um, I love hearing your, your vision from your, your own mouth, what you envision um, your community looking like it's yeah inspired I really mm -hmm. go, ahead. go ahead I really I really very much appreciate this time and this moment and I appreciate CBE for investing in in the work that is being done here in Uganda because uh, sometimes it's very hard yes you can have the dream but once you don't have anyone to push you, it, is, it becomes very hard. Uh, we have uh, this program called Hope for the Village Girls. Well, we go to villages. Uh, you know, it's very hard in that you go to a village and some, a girl cannot afford a nika. A girl cannot afford sanitary pads. So they are forced to keep out of school because they cannot afford all these things. So you talk to them and you bring them hope and you bring them restoration and all this is possible because CB is behind and they're pushing whatever that we are doing. So thank you very much. And we appreciate the CBE partners for funding us. Oh, wow. That's good. And I'm glad you mentioned the sanitary pads because 
from what I read, um, you do do a lot of trainings and teaching, but you also do practical interventions that make it possible for girls to go to school, like delivering sanitary pads or teaching them how to make reusable sanitary pads so they can go to school and they can go to work. And during 2020 and COVID, it looks like you delivered food when it was just such a disaster when people were hungry. So I'm seeing both a practical hands-on Jesus loves you and a this is his message that you're you have been working hard to put both of those together. Right. Right. So it's a living example of what you teach and how you practice your mission. And we could not be more grateful. And thank you for carving out time this morning to be with us. If you'd like to make a closing statement to our audience, please feel free to do that now. And uh, how can how can we pray for you? That's that's something I'm sure our listeners would love to do. Mm. Uh, my number one key prayer is for wisdom, for guidance, in that I am able to do what the Lord has led me to do. Mm. Because without the wisdom, I may not know how to handle everything because sometimes you see a lot of things and you don't know what to do and how to handle them. Mm. And uh, sometimes when uh, we're doing a CBE program, uh, the funds that come, they go to a particular program and sometimes you see the other need and you cannot do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm forever grateful for everything that you that you have been able to do with us in that we can help a life. I'm glad when I see a mother rejoicing, thanking me for helping the young girl. Actually, even today I was giving out pads, like sanitary pads, I was giving out knickers to some few girls. And then uh, uh, we are looking forward to going to another community so that we can also do the same. So I very much appreciate you. Thank you, thank you very much. My closing remarks, I'm like, I'm grateful. I'm very much appreciative for you being able to carry me through. Very many people are seeing Fred, but behind Fred, there is a CBE in the background that is pushing, that is doing, and thank you very much. Oh my goodness, absolutely. Hey, Kim, should we close in prayer? Yes. Okay. Lord, we just thank you for Fred, and we thank you for his vision for She Learns. We thank you for his mother in the background that persevered to ensure that her kids were educated, even though she had so much that she, she was facing to do that, Lord. And so we pray your blessing on this work. We pray that more and more girls are able to go to school, to be educated, to internalize their equal value before you as you created boys and girls, men and women together and said, this is very good. Mm. So Lord, I pray you give Fred wisdom each day as he goes forward. I thank you for his um, flexibility and creativity when he shows up in a village to meet children and instead sees a room full of mothers and grandmothers and you give him the wisdom and what to do and how to approach that so that still 
change can happen. So we pray blessings on him. We pray for continued wisdom. And we thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that works in us and moves and breathes. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Fred. It's just been a wonderful time together. And we will be praying for you. And we will certainly distribute this podcast as widely as possible. And many more, we hope, will join you. Amen. Thank you very much for your time, too. And I very much appreciate Thank you. Okay, Kim, what do you think? Was that amazing? Yes, I really loved hearing one, his vision that he got just from watching the difficulties that his mom went through. And I I think I mentioned it earlier, but Mm -hmm. the theme I feel like I'm hearing through so many of these interviews is the power of the mother. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Mm -hmm. Right. It's the influence of she who holds you on her knee. Yes. And that love and the kid looking and going, you are amazing. And he looking, going, how could I have made this better for her? And Mm. I want to do that for women in the future. That's just so powerful. Truth be known. I think that's what you and I are about too, right? That's right. We got these babies. (laughs) And we want to promote these mothers. That's right. So it was awfully authentic hearing the children in the background for a person who leads an organization called She Learns Empowerment for the Girl Child. Oh, it was so great. And even though in some spots the sound quality probably wasn't the best, I mean, he was in the school and those were the kids in the background. I just loved that. And it points to the fact that he is interacting with girls and students all of the time with this message of She Learns. Right. And as we celebrate International Women's Day, I can't think of a better person to interview than Fred with She Learns. That's right. That was great. You know, another thing that really stood out to me um, is I have my master's degree in international public health. And not once in any of my courses, when we talked about the developing world and the difficulties for women and children and health, not once did we talk about the fact that they don't have access to menstrual pads and what they do during their menstruation. Never. Mm-hmm. When So mm-hmm. when I went, I looked at his website, it went into details and it said, you know, these girls are using banana fibers. And because of the difficulty, they just can't go to school and it limits women going to work. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, why is this not being addressed? And all I can think is, were all of my textbooks written by men who didn't think about that? Mm -hmm. My goodness. Well, thankfully things are changing in this case through a man whose passion and connection to his mother gave him the empathy for girls and women in his community. Yes. And and I, I know that in my work with CBE, often... It is this connection, familial connection, not to one's wife necessarily, but to one's mother and to one's daughters that builds in men a capacity, a new and unique capacity to empathize with the plight of girls and women. Yes. And to be such an amazing ally. I mean, he founded this organization. I just think that's 
So that's just wonderful. So yes, it was a good interview. It was short, but to the point and um, good to hear what's going on in Uganda. Right. And keep up with Fred on CBE's website. He's been a partner, I think, almost six years. I said three in the interview, but it's really six. Uh, Time flies when you aren't so engaged with colleagues around the world. So please keep up with Fred, keep up with CBE. And thank you so much for your generous support so that we can support Fred. Yes. So audience, thank you for joining us today. Stay tuned to our new episodes that come to you weekly from our incredible team of co-hosts. And in the meantime, as we've said, go to the show notes, look up She Learns that will be in the show notes and see other ways you can follow our guests and links to all their organizations and resources that we mentioned in this interview. Also come look at our website, www.cbeinternational.org, where you can access the world's largest collection of egalitarian content. Watch videos and listen to audio of past conferences and events. You can subscribe to our blog, our magazine, and our academic journal, or visit our bookstore, which contains tons of talented authors and subjects that will enrich your faith and equip you to use your God-given talents in leadership and service to the gospel of all, regardless of gender, ethnicity, or class. I am Kimberly Dixon. And I'm Mimi Haddad. And we would like to thank you, our support tech and the team at CBE International that makes this podcast possible. We are Mutuality Matters. Thanks for listening. God bless. Goodbye. The opinions expressed in CBE's Mutuality Matters podcast are those of its hosts and guests and do not purport to reflect the opinions or views of CBE International or its members or chapters worldwide. The designations employed in this podcast and the presentation of content therein do not imply the expression of any opinion whatsoever on the part of CBE concerning the legal status of any country, area, or territory, or of its authorities, or concerning the delimitation of its frontiers. 